0: Too so, oh man. Uh, I think uh, a couple beers in waiting for fishing kit here, so <coughs> it took a while <laughs> for him to get home. But all right, everybody, welcome to another episode of Beer Fish Fanatics. Uh, it's Granny, my pop fishing. This is Kit with fishing kit, sunburned kit, sunburned. Because last episode, I, I forgot to even let Kit introduce himself, but. Um. Everybody did, you know, if you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on this, I just want to make sure you guys are aware. He is completely sunburnt all over his lips, all over his ear. Maybe your ears are red too, bro. It's yeah. It looks like you had a. See, you know what you needed? You needed a mop fishing fishing face shield to help cover your face. You know, oh, FYI, if you guys ever want to Had a that.
1: face. I had a face shield on, bucket hat. I'm rubbing like <laughs> sunscreen all over me. I even like had long pants on and a long sleeve shirt on at one point, but I'm st- I still got toasted because there was I probably saw like I don't know two clouds in like four days
0: it could be good or bad in this case it's bad in regards to the sunburn so So,
1: yeah hey
0: at least you were out fishing on the water you can't complain too much right
1: yeah but i'll take overcast days over sunny any day
0: i hear it i hear it all right so this week uh i am so everybody can see doing a new craft beer here this one is called it's shirley brewing company Uh, i believe it's up in minnesota Hold on. tell me my fat chip. Me on this one. If not. Uh, yeah. Surly's uh, in Minnesota. If, yep. It is. Uh, Cause I swear I went to that brewery when I was up there before. Uh, it's in Minneapolis, Brooklyn center. Uh, and this one I'm doing again, it's it's supposed to be hot all week in the hundred or I think in the nineties with the heat index, supposedly close to a hundred. So I'm going fruity again, fruity craft beer. So I'm doing a Shirley brewing company called mango Supreme tart ale with mango added. So, I'm going to give this one a shot and see how that goes. What are you drinking, man? I've
1: probably done this beer like twice already, but it's just what I have in the fr- in the fridge. And that's uh, from Exile Brewing Company. It is the Zoltan Session IPA.
0: Yeah, I think we did that a couple times. Uh, obviously, we love... I love Session IPAs. I love IPAs, period. But that one's actually a really good one. If you guys are in Central Iowa, definitely try that one out. Um, that's a good ipa for sure or at least session ipa so all right cheers man cheers (sighs) Mm. definitely (laughs) mangoey so anyone's wondering it, it does have a little tartness to it so i'm not a huge huge fan of sours um, this is, this is probably about my max on sourness. So if you, if you guys ever tried this beer, this is about the max. I don't think I could want to go too much more sour beer. A lot of people love sours, but this would, uh, I would have to say this is definitely my max on it, but
1: yeah, I, I had that one, uh, not too long ago and I'm not a fan,
0: you know? And like I was, uh, I think, um, yeah, talking to a brewery owner, I'm just like, you know, beer is like, like food you know, people have different tastes. Some people love spicy. Some people don't like spicy. Some people can handle spicy. I mean, I always tell anybody who, whoever drinks IPAs or who never drank an IPA IPA is like spiciness. I love spicy. I can, drink, I can eat spicy, right? You talk to a lot of people that cannot handle spicy and they don't want no spiciness. Right. So that's the same thing when you're, uh, when you're drinking an IPA, in my opinion, some people can't handle the bitterness some people just want a beer just to you know whatever beer they don't they don't like the hoppiness of it so um i guess as that in my opinion i mean that's a the, the closest analogy that you can get in regards to uh in regards to beer and food i think so spiciness that's always the the way to go on at least the hoppiness that is so uh but we'll get into this week uh, last week and i Kit fishing kit just got back uh, from Kansas doing his uh, a lone trip that you know I wish I could have been a part of um, obviously oh, I can't, <laughs> can't thinking kids um, but you know he he gave us a I guess an insight into his chasing the the blue catfish and how he did over there trying new things he also talked about you know getting out of your comfort zone and everything and how. You know, he, he did pretty much something completely, you know, he normally doesn't do uh, in regards to fishing off a kayak where he anchored down and, and fish and, you know, versus drifting. Uh, and, you know, it's like you said, you know, try something new, get out of your comfort zone. You never know what's going to happen. You never know what um, whether going to be successful or not. Cause he's just, you know, he can't expect to do the same thing and catch um, fish all the time doing the same thing. In regards to especially if you're going after a new species i think right would would you agree with that like like the thing is because when when you're fishing up here in in central iowa and you fish a specific way and you catch fish you know because that's what you've known and that's what has produced for you but when you're chasing a different species do you feel that i need to try something new because it's not going to work the same what i expected to
1: well yes and no because drifting for blue caps works like it it works really well but um like getting away from that uh like the anchoring and suspending instead of like with drifting you're trying to find the fish and when you're anchoring you're trying to have the fish come find you so it's like polar polar opposites it just depends Uh, you know, you just got to know your fish patterns and whatnot.
0: Gotcha. And then now, uh, I'm also curious about your setup and everything when, when, when you guys are, uh, catfishing. So I think I, I asked, I think you guys, this a couple, I don't know how many episodes ago, but like your catfish rig setup. like, like I said, I go out catfish. I put what I used to normally do. I put a heavy, heavy weight hook on the bottom, cut bait, whatever lure and just chuck it. Right. So there's all these different types of rigs that have specific names and everything. What do you normally use and what is it? Can you explain a little bit or um, is there any, or do you use a a vast variety of, of, of setups? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Well, when I'm dragging baits uh, I use the Santee Cooper rig, which is you got your sinker on your main line, on, on your line. Then you got your, I guess if you use a leader. I always use a leader. So I got my main line, which is 65-pound braid with the sinker slide. Uh, the sinker slide, the purpose is that it lets the sinker slide back and forth so it's not fixed in place. Um, and then with the, uh, the whisker seeker ones, you can switch out the... It has a clip, so you can switch out your weights. So let's say you want to drag two ounces of weight then you feel that it's too light depending on the wind and stuff you unclip it and put on three ounces which is what i was using uh, all weekend three ounces then you go down to like either a swivel or a snap and then you, i got my leader line which is 50 pound mono uh it's bright green i don't think it really matters for catfish it's like bright green it can be clear the catfish aren't really line shy then i have a rattle uh, and the purpose of the rattle is just to make noise uh, it's probably not necessary but whatever whatever little edge you could give yourself you know, why not why not do it
0: oh so i have a um on my line right now. i think i have like 30 pounds and 30 pounds for both like my my main line and my my leader is that enough <laughs> i need more now talking to you
1: um <laughs> uh, for iowa no okay unless you're fishing like heavy structure you don't really need heavy line and well unless you're fishing one heavy structure and two heavy fish which um well which isn't really something that you do Mm -hmm. like you're not fishing in like brush piles or like rocks and stuff and iowa doesn't really have that much big fish channel cats you know 15 pound channel cat is like insane even like anything double digit like 10 plus is like rare in iowa
0: i agree it's like it's well unless it's like a big old asian carp or something like that or yeah well
1: i'm i'm, uh, I'm just talking about catfish
0: yeah catfish yeah you know what you're right it's 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 rare it's not like you target that and even that i have 30 pounds on it so it should be able to handle that you know what i mean right
1: yeah and then going back going back to my setup uh so after the rattle i got a float it's a, a peg bobber and then after the peg bobber i try to leave like you know a couple inches to a circle hook and for channel cats i usually use a six odd which is plenty big for channel cats but not too small i mean if you look at a six odd circle hook for the uninitiated like circle hooks look huge like a six odd looks huge but that's not a huge circle hook um but i think it's perfect for for channel cast that we have you know the i could catch channel cast anywhere from let's say like a couple pounds all the way up to like 10 15 pounds and the float and the purpose of the float is when you're dragging that that um, that bait on the bottom the the float is gonna hold that bait from like dragging in the mud and yeah, because you know you got your sinker dragging on the bottom. If you don't have a float on there, your bait's gonna be dragging in that mud too. So the float just keeps it up.
0: Gotcha. No, that makes sense. Can you explain? Okay, I, I mean I don't know if anybody <sighs> else uh, have this date, you know, this knowledge. Obviously, I probably don't. But can you explain a little bit of the odds? So you say six odd. So so what's the difference between a six odd, four odd, five odd, two odd, one odd? You know, hook. It's like is it bigger smaller how does that work i mean could you explain a little bit about that
1: um i don't know the reasoning why behind the numbering system but like like if it's just like a number let's say number one versus a number four hook your number one hook is going to be bigger than your number four but if you're getting into the odd range it's the opposite so your 1-odd hook is going to be smaller than your 4-odd hook. I mean, I I don't know the exact terminology behind it, but that's just how it works.
0: Yeah. See, because, see, I, I didn't know that uh, for a long time. Well, I mean, I just recently kind of understood that, but for a long time I didn't know. Like like you were just saying, like, okay, so this is the number 2 hook and this is number 4 hook, right? Like you are just saying, the, the 2 was, was bigger all of a sudden. But then all of a sudden when you go through the odd – two odd versus four odd, like okay i'm confused you know what i mean so i guess that that definitely explains it a little bit now so you use the six odd for the catfish you said channel um, cats uh, yeah channel cats so if you're going for flatheads what would you use size wise
1: see the thing is i don't really flathead fish but from talk to- but from talking with um denny and spencer about flathead fishing like the type of fathead fishing they do you know they run heavy line because they're they're like fishing heavy structure so you don't want to give that fish any give because you know they're they're just sitting like on a pile of trees on a small river and they don't use circle hooks like the way circle hooks work is you know you want the fish to grab your bait and basically just take off with it but if you're fishing tight structure you don't want you know a fish grabbing your bait and then taking off because then it's going to go like way deep into like a whole bunch of trees or, or rocks that you get stuck on mm-hmm. so they they use j hooks you know, just a a J hook is a regular hook you know it looks like a j
0: is, what size though is there a specific size that you I, use
1: it? just de- depends on your bait
0: gotcha okay
1: and then depends on how big a fish you want like when picking hook sizes for catfish you want to determine or you want to base it off of uh how big of baits you want to hook that's really that's really the uh, main determining factor i guess it's i mean it it goes kind of with how big of fish you're trying to target but you shouldn't go out buying hooks based on you know trying to catch big fish obviously you want bigger hooks for bigger fish but you want to you want to buy your hooks based on what how big of baits you want to hook like with the circle hook if you're putting like let's say man i not how big do you think that would be
0: he's showing for the listeners that might be a diameter of about four inches maybe four or five inches
1: yeah so if you want to lure i mean the, the bigger the bigger bait you want to use the bigger hook you want to use you know you want to you want to proportion your hook size to your bait so if you're using small baits you don't need a big old like 10 odd soaker hook but if you're trying if you're using big baits you want to you want to match i guess they
0: match each other no that makes i mean i i didn't think of it that way because. You're right, because I think when people, when they go buy hooks, they would buy hooks to, to, to match the size of a fish that they're or targeting or thinking that they're going to catch versus, yeah. like you just said, versus, like, if I'm only using a two-inch chunk of meat, you know, it's, it's not going to make sense to use a big freaking hook on Or You know what I mean? No, I, I mean, that totally makes sense. And uh, I think, uh, like I said, uh, people who, whether they just started getting into catfish like myself – and others they probably don't think about that and that you know that to me that helps me in regards to when the next time I go buy a hook that okay if I have a small shad that I'm going to be using I'm not going to just buy a big old hook to, to you know just because I think I'm going to catch a 20 pound catfish or something you know what I mean yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. and the mistake a lot of people do uh, and the mistake that a lot of people make with the uh, circle hooks is like when you look at a circle hook they look huge Mm-hmm. Cause um, Chris Hughes is using a ten knot, ten knot, and it looks huge, but then when you think about it, uh, with circle hooks, is the the point faces back to the shank, and that gap isn't that big, even though like the hook itself is huge, you know that gap is what's important, you know, because that gap is what's gonna allow you know the corner of the fish's mouth to get hooked, so, and another thing a lot of people mess up with circle hooks is they bury. They bury the the hook into into the bait like with with circle hooks, you want to hook it as little as possible as you can without fear of losing your bait so let's say you got let's say you got like a a bear ca- a bear can sized bait
0: mm-hmm.
1: like I'm probably only hooking it in like if I get away with it just the just the lip on top really yeah if you get away you know without your bait flying off you know the less the less bait you have in the hook the better for circle hooks because the more gap you got exposed the higher chances that 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 point's going to find a home as they call it
0: Hmm. huh that makes sense no i didn't even think of it that way so no that, that definitely makes sense so that's uh and then you mentioned you use two ounce too is that normal what you normally use or um, when you catfishing on like, off- react, or-
1: well like it just depends like bank fishing like we i fish mostly lakes mm-hmm. like laser you know big ponds small lakes whatever there's no current two ounces you know it it lets me get my bait where it needs to be and i don't need a lot of weight because there's no current But uh, in the kayak, it all depends on the wind and how deep you're fishing. Like if I'm drifting like shallow, if I'm drifting shallow areas, two ounces, and the wind's only blowing like four or five miles per hour, it it all really depends. Like on on your depth, the wind, the wind plays a huge factor because if the wind's blowing and uh, like 10 miles per hour, you know, your baits your baits if you're moving fast enough, your baits are gonna lift up. Mm. Yeah, so you want more weight depending on the wind.
0: I, I always wanted to ask, you, I, I mean I, I think I talked to you a little bit of what you use, but how about wipers, man? When you're when you're fishing for wipers, what what size hook and and what si- well, what weight do you normally cost because i see if okay is it you guys if you guys go check out uh fishing kids channel he fishes a lot for wipers and i see you it seems to me that you have a good high percentage when you, you know, hook hook ratio you know what i mean i don't when i fish with you i, I don't ra- i rarely ever see you like shoot i missed it shoot uh, another bite miss missed it you know what i mean it seems like when when, when you get that bite it, you 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 set the hook and you're you're on so what's i guess you can say i mean what what size hook and what what weight do you normally use to that you feel is like the target um size
1: okay all right as far as weight's concerned i try to use the lightest jig i can without getting hung up on the bottom but i want to fish near the bottom so like if it if it's like let's say i'm throwing three three eights mm-hmm. and depending on current and water depth if it if that thing's always like banging up on the bottom and getting snagged i want to i want to downsize it to like a quarter i want to get away with the lightest i can or or is it heaviest i can
0: i think a little bit of both no you're right because you you want it the heaviest where it's going to get you near the bottom it's going to stay on the bottom it's not going to just go with the current you want it you want it to go you want it to sink but you don't want it to go sink all the way down and just stay on the bottom you want to just so you find you find a uh the in between like you were just saying
1: yeah, like the I try to try to get away with the lightest sinker or lightest weight I can that allows me to fish near the bottom without getting hung up on the bottom.
0: No, that that um helps me out. Now I know when I'm going to go uh, wiper fishing mm-hmm. what I need to because you're right cuz sometimes I I don't I just put whatever weight on, I don't think about it as much and I just cast and then all of a sudden there goes the current. Just literally, I know it's not even close to the bottom, you know what I mean? Because it just literally takes it. But then there's yeah. other times when I put the same weight or whatever, maybe the current's not as fast, all of a sudden, chuck it out, snag. So yeah. it, it, I think you're right. It's like, you got to um, you gotta find that in between, depending on the conditions. So I, I never really thought about that, but it makes sense because you know if you can fish near the bottom without getting snagged that's going to be about the perfect weight and the perfect like
1: yeah there's there's no there's no like one like oh quarter ounce no matter what or three eighths ounce it just depends on the current the depth and where in the water column you want to fish like for those wipers um well at least in the spring and fall you want to fish close to the bottom but in the summer you know you want to fish, if it's, like, shallow water, obviously, you want to fish close to the surface. But, uh, and as far as hooks go, um, like, see, I don't really look at hook sizes for, like, jig heads. But, like, the long, the longer the shank, the better. Because I'm using, you know, five and a quarter inch bait. Mm-hmm. If, if I got a, if I got a hook that's, like, barely, you know, goes down, like, half an inch, and then the point comes up. You know, I'm not trying to use that. I'm not trying to use that hook. I wanna, you know, I wanna hook with a shank that's going at least a third of the way through the bait. And then that way the fish isn't short striking it. So if they bite like, you know, half of it, but then your hook points like an inch away still, then your hook's too small.
0: I think uh, a lot of people who, you know, get into fishing and especially the beginners, You're right. That that's something that you don't really think of. You just, you just get a hook, whatever hook. And then, and the sad thing is sometimes you just go buy the cheapest, whatever, you know, hook and weight, right. You just get it, you just put it in. And I think quality makes a difference too. Um, The biggest thing, the biggest issue that I see with wipers and even catfish is that if you, I think if you buy hooks um, you, you spend the money and the reason being because the hooks make a difference in regard to when it bends, because these fish are big and they fight hard, especially wipers. Uh, I think you, I think you were the one who told me, like, dude, don't buy the cheap hooks because they bend. They they'll bend your hook if you get a cheap hook, and if you if you land a freaking five to ten pound wiper, they'll they'll it can literally bend your hook and then you'll lose the fish, right?
1: Yeah, I mean, just like. When I look at hooks for wipers, like I stay away from wire hooks because wire hooks bend They're either gonna bend back and the fish is gonna pop off or the hook's just gonna break The the good thing about those is if you get snagged You know odds are you can bend it back enough where where it'll get unsnagged But if you got a stout, you know a stout sturdy hook if you get that hook snagged Odds are you're gonna lose that whole jig head. So it's it's a trade-off I guess. Yeah, but I, I, I trade losing a few jigs for some big fish.
0: I'm with you on that. I mean, I don't, if as much as they cost, <laughs> but I, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. I mean, I, I'll lose a few uh, jig heads and, and you know, to land that big fish. Uh, another thing I've noticed, I don't know, uh, I, 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 I talked to uh, some of my vendors and everything too uh was that have you noticed that a lot of stores are running short of uh products and everything fishing items and everything accessories i because i went to a couple stores recently i'm just like the big box stores or whatever i mean they're just short-handed everywhere it feels like
1: well i'm i'm like pretty much set as far as tackle's concerned I'm, <laughs> I'm not like going out hoarding or anything must be nice my, <laughs> I, I like i buy i wouldn't say bulk but i i buy a good amount so i have on hand so i haven't like i haven't been to shields or bass pro any sportsmen like to go, go buy a fishing tackle but i know i know that they're like running short because it's the whole COVID thing you know tons of people aren't working they're bored they're going out fishing so you got your i can't call them weekend warriors because you know they're not working so they're just going out probably every day and so you got all these people that normally aren't out fishing, they're going up to the big box stores, buying everything out. And then I'm pretty sure production is cut back due to COVID, too. So like COVID, COVID you know, we, we call them COVID anglers. You know, they're going out there, buying up all the stuff and then taking up all the spots.
0: It's all right. No, I mean, just as long as they don't cross your line, I guess. I don't know. Hey, I'm actually speaking of that. I've been seeing so many things on social media about how people are getting so angry about fishing spots and how people are just fishing in their fishing spots and stuff. I don't know if you saw that one in California in the Bay area. Oh my God. That was funny, dude. But Wait, um, yeah, I know. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll, I'll send you the link on it, man. It's, it's pretty, pretty, pretty funny, but yeah i just seen a lot of people on social media just getting all angry how people are uh, taking their spots and stuff it's kind of crazy
1: oh wait uh, it was like uh some asian dudes and an older white guy right yeah
0: and the guy and the guy was just like dude i got here you know er, get here earlier you can have you know he goes well i'm a local or whatever and the guy's like what you know what i mean, I, I, yeah. I mean i'm like okay first of all it's it's you don't own the land <laughs> yeah. you know what i'm saying it's like you don't own wherever uh that lake is anybody can fit and he was there first i would say like yeah that that guy should probably you know get that sh- you can't just tell him to leave because you fish there more often than anybody else does and he was there before you you know what i mean
1: yeah yeah and I, I complain about the covid anglers and like taking all the spots and stuff but you know I'm not going to go there and be like hey you can't fish here cuz this is my spot, even though you were here before me, Uh, it's public. So it is what it is, but with more anglers out there, you know, spots are going to be taken up.
0: Yep. (laughs) But you know what, you know, it's a, a positive thing too, because I see a lot of kids out and I see a lot of families and kids out more fishing, uh, which is awesome. Cause I think it it helps the sport. I think it also gets uh, people out, get fresh air, get away, in my opinion, get away from the social media, get away from the, um, the news and stuff. Sometimes it can be a negative effect. I think of it this way, man. I've never seen an angry or an unhappy person who caught a fish, like a, a good-sized fish. Well, ever yeah
1: <laughs> we, we were getting angry at channel cats that we were catching
0: oh no. I mean, see, so that that's that's the other one That that's when you catch too much man those are i don't even want to talk to you guys man you guys catch too much damn fish so uh well we'll end this here though man i, I mean like i said I, I think you had a great trip um i i wanted to know a little bit more about your you know your way of catching fish size and everything of hooks and weights but I think you pretty much told me it depends on the situation depends on the weather depends on the lake the current the wind and everything there's no magical hook size there's no magical weight size there's no magical anything right pretty much
1: oh and uh before we end it with the catfishing I I only use bait like I don't use stink baits punch baits. Or the um, Jello stuff. So I don't know anything about that kind of fishing. It's not my style. Like I, I don't use blood bait, All those, all those prepared baits.
0: I know. I, I, I tried those. Like you're saying, never had luck with them. I don't know. I mean, other people live by them. Oh, by them, by them. And then, and then there, goes, there goes, fishing kit. So if anybody's watching on YouTube, so or anybody's listening, FYI, he just completely dropped his phone. So I'm oh, just, oh dropped it again. In dropped it again. So on that note, guys. So thank you for joining us. Well you guys have a good weekend. Get out there, catch some fish. We'll see you guys next week.
1: <laughs> All right. See ya. <laughs>